Hello and welcome to the Divine Discovery Podcast. I am your host, Deja, and I am here to share about all things holistic health, well-being, conscious movement, mindset, manifesting, spirituality, self-confidence, and soulful business. So you can transform into the best version of yourself, bring your dreams into reality, and discover your divinity. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, my loves. Welcome to another episode on the podcast. Today's episode is all around how to become the one, becoming the one for yourself, first and foremost. So this is really all around like healing your past, transforming your relationship patterns with the ones with other people surrounding you, particularly with romantic relationships and coming back home to yourself. So I'm actually currently reading an incredible book. I'm not very far through it, but it's one I'm like, I don't want to put it down. (laughs) So it's called Becoming the One by the founder of Rising Woman. Her name is, I can't say her first name well. I hope hope I'm pronouncing it (laughs) right, but it's Shalina, Shalina, Ayana. (laughs) But Becoming the One the founder of Rising Women, and it's been incredible so far. And she talks about becoming the one first before you attract the one in your your romantic relationship, in your partnership. So I'm going to speak on a couple of key points on this and my own interpretation from that, my own experience with it to hopefully help guide you, whether you're on your path to finding your person, your one, <laughs> Or maybe you are already in a relationship, maybe a long-term relationship and you just want to deepen the relationship and the connection you have that with that person and with yourself. This is going to be super helpful for either wherever you are on your journey. So the first key note to this is becoming the one is really about deepening your relationship to yourself first and foremost. So ensuring that and how you can do this as well is ensuring that you have time that you spend with yourself and what I did prior to meeting my now partner Leslie I spent a lot a lot of time with myself a lot of the time facing my my shadow parts and actually seeing all shades of myself. I spent a lot of time, even not really around friends at that that period of my life. I was very just alone. However, there's a big difference between being alone and being lonely. When you are alone, you're not necessarily lonely. You're not necessarily sad that you're by yourself. I intentionally had that time alone a lot during that year. And I spent a lot of the time, a lot of that time going inwards. I spent a lot of that time really processing and healing certain parts of myself or certain beliefs I had around relationships and things like that. So because every single relationship that you have that is around you, that is around you right now, you've created that 
either on a conscious level or a subconscious level. So look at the people who are around you, typically the like the five people who are around you the most, look at them and they will reflect back to you where you still need to do the work on yourself. Or they'll reflect reflect back to you how much work you've actually done on yourself that now you've actually created these beautiful, deep connections. And if you're finding that in your relationships, in your connections, friendships even, that you struggle to open up or you have trust issues typically, it's because you've experienced that or seen that in your childhood And if you don't allow yourself to deeply open up, or maybe you don't even do that with yourself, that you don't deeply open up with yourself, how are you going to open up and create deep connections with others if you're so closed off? And often we do this out of protection, (laughs) but at the same time, we're completely shutting us ourselves off of experiencing deep, connected, beautiful love. And it comes in the same, I guess, sort of like looking at the world, we can't have, like there's so much polarity around us and you can't have light without dark. Same with you can't have love without hate or you can't have pleasure without pain. So it's important to recognize and realize too that in order to have deep love in your life, you do have to experience the pain of it as well. And, but however, that's not saying to stay in a relationship that you're unhappy in or to settle. I'm just saying that you have to be willing to open your heart. Otherwise you won't get the benefits of love. You'll quote-unquote protecting yourself from like avoiding the pain or the heartbreak but at the same time you're blocking yourself from experiencing that love so deepening your connection to yourself I'm going to share some ways that you can start with this of how you can deepen your relationship with yourself number one is take yourself on dates (laughs) like treat yourself of how you would want to be treated in a relationship And like this can be literally taking yourself, it doesn't have to be out in public (laughs) or, but you could even like book yourself like a hotel room or something just for one night where you take yourself to a nice hotel room and you pamper yourself, um, you have a bubble bath there, you watch movies and have yummy foods. So doing things for yourself and investing time, money, and energy into yourself, into nourishing yourself and valuing yourself is also going to set the tone for every single other relationship in your life. So it starts with you first. So that's one way you can deepen your relationship and date is dating yourself. And another way comes to the sexual side (laughs) of exploring what you like sexually with yourself. So without having another person there or sleeping around. So this could look like maybe you explore a few different types of 
toys, <laughs> adult toys with yourself or in that hotel room that you book for yourself, you explore your body and get really comfortable with your body. It may feel super like awkward and uncomfortable at the start, but lean into the discomfort because that is where growth happens is in the discomfort and start to become like become comfortable with touching your body to like like doing sensual dances to looking at yourself in the mirror like naked (laughs) eye gazing with yourself like holding your face and like I've done this quite a few times over the years as well where I've been experiencing something or old trauma comes up or something comes up and I will self self self-soothe by like holding my face, hugging myself, like being there for myself. So explore all aspects of yourself too and explore the the dark side of yourself too because we all have light and dark within us and we we all need light and dark. I 100% do not believe that we need to reach a point of enlightenment and always be in our in our light because it actually to reach a high level of self-mastery and self-love and self-worth you actually need to integrate the light and the dark the light and the shadow it's a dance between both so deepen the relationship yourself because it sets the tone for every single relationship in your life including your romantic ones date yourself explore yourself sexually, find out what you like, what you don't like, um, and actually be willing to sit with your shadow. Be willing to experience your triggers because your triggers are the gateway to your own growth and what you most need to love and accept and heal so don't fear your triggers and you don't have to like forcefully like go and find your triggers or like it's just giving yourself time and space that when that does come up to be able to move through it then and there journaling was such a big 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 element to connecting deeper with myself and I, and you, uh, you don't have to have any certain journal prompts or anything like that. Sometimes I would just journal and write like a love letter to myself. Um, there's sometimes when I would journal just to be like, what, it, what are these triggers that are coming up for me right now? What do I need to heal? I wrote down uh, the list of what I wanted in a, in a partner and I started to be like, okay, well, where, how can I start showing up as that, those qualities and characteristics How can I start embodying that? How can I be a better partner and lover to myself? So journaling was such a big uh, connector to deepen my relationship with myself as well. Next one is really understanding and healing your relationship patterns. So if you, even if you've never had like a serious relationship or anything like that, you, I'm sure there's a, 
most of you listening have had some sort of experience with uh, a relationship, a romantic relationship, whether it doesn't even have to be a official relationship or anything like that. It could be like you had like a fling or um, yeah, um, most likely you've experienced some sort of relationship before. So looking at where the patterns have repeated themselves over in in relationships and they're going to probably look different but it's going to be the same underlying pattern it's going to be this whether it's something like for example in this book uh, she talked about how her it all starts to back when you were a child from ages zero to eight that's where all of our patterns and everything our everything starts from our belief systems our how our brain is wired essentially so she explained in her childhood her mom was a very unstable like family situationship and her mom actually ended up leaving and left her with I believe a I can't remember who it was but a family member and so she had this abandonment uh like imprint and this abandonment pattern that kept showing up in her relationships. So have a look at what patterns keep repeating themselves in relationships and understanding too, like in past relationships as well, if you're putting all of the blame on that one person, start to look at how you played a role in that, how maybe you might've pushed them away, maybe you might have allowed the behavior in that relationship to keep happening or you, because often too, the relationship patterns that are created and repeat over and over again started in childhood and don't like be hard on yourself for that either because sometimes as well how, how we've been shown love as a child in one way, we we didn't know any different. So that's that's how we've been shown love. That's what we end up creating and searching for in later life, in life, in adult life. So look at your relationship patterns with a loving lens, an understanding lens, and a compassionate lens, and knowing that, like, don't guilt guilt yourself that you should have done better or done whatever, or have any regret. Just look at it in a loving lens, at a loving lens, and just be like, it's okay because I can now that I recognize it, I can change it, I can do the work to shift it, and I can make the relationships that I have in the future or a relationship that I have in the future to be the one that I actually crave and want. So it's just nothing good comes from beating yourself up so please don't do that or guilt tripping yourself just become understanding and compassionate and look at where the relationship pattern started like number one what the relationship pattern is that keeps showing up that you don't want it to continue and then look at where it started where it stemmed from between ages zero and eight and then be like okay how can I heal this how can I heal this pattern and whatever the underlying issue is with it, whether it's abandonment maybe or maybe it's your own 
low self-worth or maybe it is that you don't feel good enough to be loved, probably whatever it is. Whatever that underlying issue is, that's when you can actually work on healing it and work on doing the inner work to accept and love yourself more. I hope this is learning for you guys. So the next element of this as well, becoming the one, is clarifying your desires, your core values, and your boundaries. So this is where this kind of ties into how you can like deepening the relationship with yourself and like looking at <laughs> your the sexual relationship with yourself too is understanding what what are your desires what do you really desire in a relationship how do you want your partner to love you how do you want them to show up for you on a daily basis how do you want it to look how do you want it to feel and also understanding what your core values are 100% find out what your top three values are um, there's a test you can do on this I've spoken on previous episodes there's also another way you can actually trick yourself into finding out your core values is actually looking at um, what you love to do as a child like looking back and what you love to do because then you can find certain elements in that of things you love to do that are still it might not look the same like if like one of my um things I love to do as a kid as I used to love cutting out magazines and like magazine covers and then I create I redesigned the cover (laughs) so obviously that's not exactly the same as how it's showing up here but the value of that is like creativity and design like and now I own a graphic design business so looking at what you used to love to do as a child and often too sometimes that what you your voids in your past can actually become your value so for example if you perceive that you didn't really have a great family relationship that void maybe has now become a value and you really value your relationship with your family like your 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 partner or your kids or whatever it is or maybe you didn't travel much in the past or with as a kid or a teenager and now you really value travel and adventure so sometimes your voids can become your values but get clear on what your values are what is important to you because you your partner's not going to have the exact same value system however a lot of the times you guys share a lot of a lot of a lot of similar values and ethics and morals. Next one is obviously whoops, I just dropped my water bottle. <laughs> um, next one is to understand what your boundaries are because when you know what your boundaries are and you uphold your own boundaries, you're gonna know where your yeah your outer edges are so then other those other people the the person that you want to call in will respect those boundaries too so and creating boundaries to honor and nourish yourself and love yourself and honor your time your space your energy however do not don't use boundaries to put up walls there's a difference between a boundary and a brick wall (laughs) so the understand having clear concise boundaries and boundaries can actually make you a much more compassionate person because 
you you know when to say no and then you also know when to say yes or you know when someone may be pushing your boundaries too far and you can stand up for yourself when they are being pushed too far as well. Uh, last one I'm going to speak about is reaching a place of self, self-acceptance and compassion for all of your past selves. So when it comes to this, this is what I'm talking about, about not beating yourself up, about past mistakes or past relationships or what you've done in the past because you can choose at any moment, like you can choose differently at any moment. Like I I really do not like the the saying once a cheater or always a cheater because I, I'm a big believer that people can shift and change and that if they have cheated in the past, then it doesn't mean they're always going to cheat again because so many people have grown and evolved and it's putting someone in a box and a lot of time too, this is a totally different topic. A lot of time people who cheat are often really insecure about themselves in their relationship and they often like cheat because they they cheat first because they don't want their their partner to cheat on them if that makes sense so it's almost maybe like a a coping mechanism or I'm not saying to like cheating is not okay I'm just saying to like it comes from a place of insecurity and yeah not feeling like not having high levels of self-worth either so but still like understanding, accepting yourself, knowing that you can shift your identity and change your identity at any time and place and being kind to those past, like only still taking responsibility for your past selves and what you've done over in the past, but having the self-compassion and not beating yourself up for that or taking, dragging your past with you because it or dragging your baggage with you into the future into future relationships and things like that you can drop the bag at any time leave the baggage (laughs) in the past and completely start fresh start a new page and forgive your past self so that's all I wanted to drop in for today I I, I trust that it was valuable when you got gain insight from it as well. And I always love to hear feedback too. So send me a message at any time if you really love this episode or even just any feedback that you have on this as well. I'm always open to receiving any messages from you guys uh, with any feedback or suggestions that you have, even on future podcast episodes, what else you would love for me, what other topics you would love for me to talk on and touch on as well. Hope you enjoyed it. And as always, see you in the next one. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it served you today. And I hope you got some delicious value 
from it. And if you did love it, please share this on your socials and make sure to tag me at the divine underscore discovery and connect with me further on there. I always love to receive messages and I would love to hear your takeaways from either one of these episodes on the podcast. And make sure you check the show notes below to make sure you don't miss out on any links for what we spoke about in this episode and also for any other links to find out more information about how to work with me, my services and my offerings. Have a beautiful divine day, lovelies.